0: Welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. It's me, Jessica, and I have a special guest today again. It's Coco. Coco. I hope you had a fantastic holiday. And if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you got everything you wanted. But the new year is upon us. And so we're going to give you a 2019 Pop 5, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. As always, you usually have me in to talk a little bit about music here and there. And uh, yes, you're my music guru. So I brought in actually a pop ten Ooh. of my favorite releases of the year. So music stuff for 2019. For 2019. Can you
0: believe it's going to be 2020? Like in a day or two. That's a big
1: round <laughs> number. That's kind of weird. It's yeah, it's weird. Makes me feel old. I think we're in the future, like officially 2020. <laughs> Is the future.
0: Uh, Like all those 80s movies.
1: That's like now. Yeah, we're already past Blade Runner. Oh, geez, that's weird.
0: <laughs> anyway. All right. So Coco, this is Coco's Pop 10 favorite albums of 2019. Yes. All right. Hit it off.
1: All right, so I'm going to start with number 10, uh, right where a lot of number 1s are are kind of ending. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my number 10 spot to Billie Eilish for her record. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? That's a good one. Yeah, you know, I mean, she's been freaking everywhere this year. Mm-hmm. This has been, 2019 was her year, for yep, sure. absolutely. A uh, huge year, huge seller. And the record overall is actually pretty good. I was surprised because I initially, you know, when she kind of started catching some fame and stuff, I was a little put off by just her whole persona and the anti-establishment thing. But then I kind of took a step back and I realized, well, she's doing exactly what we did when we were in our teens and 20s. You know, we were sticking a middle finger up at the establishment and at the man and, you know... She's just a punk for a new generation, basically. Yeah, that's true. And so once I kind of got over that, I started looking at her music, and I really feel like it's just it's a solid record, and I think she's she does a really good job kind of combining some of the ideas that Lord has been uh, working on, mm-hmm. and kind of combining the idea of like some hip hop beats with a more rockish electronic feel and then sung, uh, sung lyrics. And I, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting combination, um, and I do think it's worthy of being on everybody's list this year.
0: Nice. All right.
1: Number nine uh, is an album that I actually uh, did a review for our website on. That's
0: right. If you haven't looked at the website, go to www.popculturecrush.com.
1: And you'll find my review of The Replacements' Dead Man's Pop so the interesting thing about this is it's actually a collection of songs uh, that they recorded in the late 80s for an album called Don't Tell a Soul. Mm. And the songs were released on that album. But what we have here is a collection of basically different studio takes from those sessions. Uh, Don't Tell a Soul, the record, was has been kind of universally panned by critics. You know, they say it's too glossy, too overproduced, Come and on. it doesn't really show the replacements as kind of the raucous band that they were back in the day. And so what these recordings do is they show more of a pure version, a less produced version of these songs. And I think the collection of songs that they put together as they would have been done is an amazing collection. It's, It's fantastic, and it shows the replacements still being really great at making rock and roll back in that era. So that was released this year, even though the recordings are more than 20 years old. So that was kind of an interesting interesting little uh, side adventure that we had this year. So that's number nine. All right, number eight. For number eight, I'm going to go with Mark Ronson's Late Night Feelings. Ooh, okay. So uh, Mark Ronson's an English producer, um, primarily. He's worked with miley cyrus Cyrus recently uh amy winehouse lady gaga oh wow uh adele Jeez powerhouse ladies there yeah he's got a very impressive list of uh collaborators and he put out a record this uh late night feelings record and this one included uh Big single featuring Miley Cyrus, which was Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. Oh, I like that one. It's just, it's such a good song. It's such a well-constructed song. Just lyrically and the beats, everything involved in it. It's just catchy as hell, and it's a good song. Um, So he got my number eight spot. I don't have a lot to say about it other than it's just, it's good, fun, listening music. Awesome. So for my number seven... This isn't so much a full album release because it's kind of a weird situation. Uh, but it is one of the biggest songs of the year. Frankly, one of the bigger songs of the decade. Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. So random. And a whole bunch of other people.
0: <laughs> so random.
1: Yeah, you. there's no way you haven't heard this song. Yeah. Uh, for starters, between Lil Nas's version and then all the different covers of it, and remixes of it, uh, and everything else along the way. uh, It's just innocuous. It's everywhere. So uh, I gave this one my number seven spot because I think it is really an interesting idea. I mean, Mm -hmm. the song itself samples uh, Nine Inch Nails. And so, you know, it it won uh, Trent Reznor uh, a Grammy this year for, for the sample that Lil Nas used on it. So, you know, it's it's got all sorts of just little interesting quirks. It's it's hip-hop, but it's also got a strong country vibe, obviously, if Billy Ray Cyrus is guesting on yep. it. I think it really does a great job crossing genres and just appealing to a wide swath of listenership. So Awesome. My number six and my number five are actually kind of combined. And so number six is The Hold Steady thrashing through the passion. And number five is Craig Finn, I Need a New War. So Craig Finn is lead singer of uh, The Hold Steady. Okay. So he put out earlier in the year a solo record, I Need a New War. And then the band followed up with a full band album uh, later on. And both are just absolutely fabulous. Uh, The Hold Steady are returning more to form they recently reunited with their piano player who had uh, left the band for about five or six years took a break uh he's back and the sound is more in line with uh some of their earlier records you know and I think it's just it's it's just a great record it's just good fun to listen to um but Craig Finn I really gotta point out him as my number five because his album I need a new war is was a revelation to me really it is. Some of the best songwriting from a lyrical standpoint that I've heard this decade. Oh by wow,
0: far. that's a bold statement. It is a bold <laughs> statement because you know,
1: you know, I'm put, I'm putting him up against guys like Jason Isbell and other guys yeah. that just completely blown me away recently. So Craig Finn, with his solo records, I, I've been a little bit critical over the years of his solo albums because I just don't feel musically they're up to snuff compared to what the band records sound mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And and that is very much true here as well. It is the music is secondary to what he's trying to say. Where Craig Finn excels, and he and this is true for his work with The Hold Steady as well, is he's a storyteller. He paints pictures of characters and their life, uh, what they're going through, and then illustrates important lessons about humanity through these stories. Oh wow. So my suggestion is if you want to get a Taste for the fantastic storyteller that he is. Listen to the second track on his album. The song's titled "Magic Marker," and it follows for more than a decade the life of a war veteran um, as he reacclimates to to life, deals with a lot of financial, personal, and physical hardships and stuff like that. It is an incredibly sad story that still maintains hope by the end. Awesome. My number four goes to Lana Del Rey, who's been around for a while, Mm -hmm. but came out with a new record called Norman Fucking Rockwell. (laughs) Uh, She definitely gets points for having one of the more interesting album titles of the year. (laughs) Kind of like uh, Mark Ronson, I don't have a lot to say about the album other than it's just, it's really good. It's good listening music. I'm not going to spend hours digging into it and going too deep on what it really means or anything like that. I'm just going to put it on as something that I really enjoy listening to in the background. Yeah. Uh, That being said, she has some really clever turns of phrases in there. I think she's being more adventurous lyrically, certainly being more crass. Um, There's a good amount of profanity on this album, which I think works for kind of her The character she's creating. Uh, Norman fucking Rockwell, good record from Lana Del Rey. Another another good record from her. She just consistently puts out really decent pop music.
0: I was going to say, you're a Lana Del Rey fan. I think I am. Yeah.
1: Number three. Now, this one I can definitely count myself a fan of for many, many years. Number three is Jenny Lewis and her album On the Line. For those who don't know, Jenny Lewis is—I guess she'd be considered indie rock. Um, she was back in like the early two thousands when she was playing with a band called Rilo Kiley. They were definitely in the indie scene. They were on Saddle Creek Records. Now she's more almost like a modern take on the Laurel Canyon s- style of songwriting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just very Western. You feel like you're in California when you're listening to it. It's musically, it's very wide open. It's it's very inviting, nice. the music is. So On the Line, another solid effort. I personally really, really loved her last album, uh, Voyager. Mm-hmm. Yes, you played it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and On the Line feels very much like a companion piece to that style. I don't think it's as good from start to finish as the Vo- as Voyager was. But it is. there's some killer tracks on here given that i know that from reading stories and stuff about the album that she's gone through a lot of personal turmoil during the writing of this record it makes sense that it would be a little bit less cohesive yeah. and maybe more raw in places and i admire that so jenny lewis on the line very good record definitely worthy of a number 3 spot for the year all
0: right we're getting there number 2 there.
1: number 2 uh this so if we went from you know, having a few earlier on that everybody was listening to. Yeah. (laughs) My number two is one that nobody's listened to.
0: (laughs) Which doesn't surprise me.
1: It was an accident that I found this album, and it is now not currently available in the U.S., which that's a whole thing I'll get into. The band is Kiwi Jr. The album is Football Money. It's their debut album. Yeah,
0: you've played this one for me.
1: Yes, I did, back when it was still available. (laughs) So I I actually reached out to the band and to the record label, trying to get some clarification on what exactly is going on. It appears that at some point... So Kiwi Jr. is an indie rock band or a power pop band from Canada. Okay. And they were on a Canadian record label that released the album in North America. At some point the rights to the U.S. distribution of the album were bought out by another record label. Okay. And so the Canadian version of the album was pulled from streaming services. It will be released in January, which might mean that it makes it on both my 2019 and my 2020 (laughs) list. We'll have to see. But for 2019, football money, it's a power pop gem. So when I say power pop, um, that's a specific genre of pop rock music that was kind of made famous by Big Star in the uh, late 70s, early 80s was kind of the the epitome of that sound. Um, a lot of bands over the years have also done the same thing. A lot of people called REM, especially early REM power pop. It's kind of defined by jangly, catchy, short songs. Think of punk songs, except not like loud and obnoxious just really poppy and lots of hooks okay that's what power pop is um so kiwi junior's football money is excellent and i can't tell you a lot about it because when i listened to it last was about eight months ago and i'll sure i'll have (laughs) opportunity to talk about it more in the new year
0: yeah look for it in january
1: so i guess that gets me to my number one
0: number one
1: Yeah, I'm kind of going in a different direction for this one and going mainstream hard rock. What? And you know me, I'm not a you hard rock guy. You are all over the guy. place. Yeah. But in this instance, Tool, Fear Inoculum, I'm putting as my number one album of the year because... Wow. Probably start to finish, it's the album I've listened to the most this year. Really? Which is saying a lot because I think it came out in September or October. Yeah. It's a pretty recent release. It's really, really impressive. Um, Back in the 90s, I really got super burned out on this genre. I'm sure you did. Um, Just because that's all we were listening to at that time. But over the years, Tool um, and a few other bands like that, um, I'd say Deftones and uh, maybe Stabbing Westward. Those are a few examples of hard rock bands that I have maintained a relationship with Mm -hmm even after I got completely burned out on the genre. And I think it is because there is a level of literacy and adventure to their music. I mean, it's not just, you know, guitars, the whole thing. It's a variety of sounds. You know, they've got quiet moments. They've got introspective moments. But then they also, you know, can scream or make your eardrums bleed. It's fantastic. And I think I like that variety of sound. And so with the new record, Tool is definitely uh, more mature. I will say straight up, it does not rock as hard as their earlier stuff does. It takes a lot longer to listen to. It is a long album. But I think they have put together a really strong collection of songs. I think it was worth the wait. And I think just as a sonic adventure, putting on a pair of headphones and going all the way through the thing from start to finish... It was the most satisfying of the albums I listened to this year. Very cool. So that's why I'm giving it my number one spot. Awesome. If you don't mind, I do have one more uh, honorable mention.
0: Ooh, Coco's got an honorable mention. What would that be?
1: Maybe this is a dishonorable mention. (laughs) Okay. I've got one album that I really, really wish had been better than it was. Ooh, okay. So my dishonor goes to Kanye West, Jesus is King. Mm,
0: yeah, you are really looking forward to that.
1: I have been a Kanye West apologist for a long time. Yes, yes you have. I have been making excuses for the guy. I have been justifying behavior and everything else trying to get us through to you know him putting <laughs> out music because that's where he excels. Yeah. He has put out some of the most important hip-hop music of the last 20 years, by far. But he just shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, I thought his last album was bad. This is a pile. Eesh. I mean it and my thing is it is so phoned in. There is no effort put into this at all. Yeah. He is no he's no longer producing records. He's just fly by night, throwing some stuff on tape and putting it up there because he knows everybody will buy it. True. And I think it's disrespectful to the fans. I think it's disrespectful to the music community as as a whole and to the genre of hip-hop in, specifically. He's leveraging his stardom to make money off of putting no effort into the music. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess that's a little bit of a rant.
0: Yeah, well, look at there. So your pop, 10 favorite albums, and a dishonorable mention. Of the year. That was a very eclectic... <laughs> list, which I expected. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your pop 10 with Mm -hmm. us. Uh, What about you guys? What did you listen to? What were your favorite albums or what were your favorite songs or musicians? Hit me up on all the social medias at Pop Culture Crush. Uh, I'm around all the time. So I would love, love, love to hear what your 2019 favorite musics were. All right. So I hope you have a fantastic Monday and we will see you on Wednesday. Bye.